Within ten minutes of waking, Sabath killed twice. He woke to flies and the stench of offal and the unwashed bodies of the other prisoners. The pounding in his skull where the butts of Spanish muskets had beaten him into submission sent shooting lances of pain through his head. He tried to feel his wound and found his hands manacled in rusty chains. His dreadlocks hung matted and crusted with blood. His jaw and ribs ached where the grenadiers and gendarmes had put their boots to his body with ferocious glee. The Spanish were harsh, and they saved the worst of their savagery for those they feared. They feared none more than those they called buccaneers. Of these, Sabath was as infamous a cutthroat as any. He's a pretty one in his chains and finery, a voice above E. Prostate Sabath spoke. Oh, I like the look of him, another agreed. Sabath spoke Spanish as well as French and understood English. He could tell by their accents that the two regarding him like a Port Royal prostitute were Puerto Rican. He narrowed his eyes against the swimming blur of his vision and looked up toward the men. He realized the guards had thrown him headfirst into the cell so that he'd landed unconscious beside the bucket used as a latrine by the filthy men packed in the overcrowded stone pen. Instinctively, he scooted away from the overflowing pail, disgust flashing across his face despite the pain. Oh, look, he thinks he's too good for his sleeping spot, one said. Well, if he wants a better spot, he'd better pay the tax. Sabath brought them into focus. Adrenaline pumped into his system and sharpened his senses. Death and brutal rape in a Spanish jail were very real possibilities, and maybe in that order, among other things. What says you, eh? The first voice addressed Sabath. You got some goods for our tax? He saw a big Puerto Rican peasant running heavy to fat under oily tangles of hair, scarred hands the size of shovel blades. The man's belly strained the knot of the rope he wore around his prodigious waist, barely keeping his ratty pants up. Of course, if you don't have money, we'll just take that tax out in trade. The second one's laugh was lewd. Sabath looked over, sizing him up. Built much the same as his mate, he was shorter, but he was holding a spoon whose edge had obviously been laboriously sharpened against the flagstone of the cell. Neither of the pair were chained, and the dozen or so other prisoners all avoided looking towards the new prisoner and his predicament. Carefully, Sabath drew his legs up under him and gathered the loose links of the manacles into his fingers. They were a seaman's hands, tough, well-weathered, and hardened by work. He gripped the manacles tight enough to make his knuckles show white. "'You want me to play puta?' he rasped. "'You come get it?' the pair stopped laughing." With an obviously well-practiced ease, the pair split apart, flanking Sabath. He realized that in the confined space of the cell that 
If he lost momentum, they would carry him down, and no help would come from the guards, no matter how long or loud he might scream. Sabath acted without hesitation. Agile dexterity earned high in ship's rigging or on the tossing deck served him well. He closed quickly with the smaller-armed Puerto Rican. The man slashed out, slicing with the cutting edge of his sharpened spoon. From his right, the other lunged forward, attempting to scoop the smaller Sabath up in a bear hug.